0: Hi, this is Sherry at the Intentional Home Podcast, where I share tips and resources to help you live with intention and purpose. This is episode number 48, and today we're going to be talking all about the importance of gut health. Now, before I get into what we're going to be talking about today, I did just want to uh, welcome you back. I've taken a few months off from the podcast, and I'm looking forward to getting back, uh, getting back at it and sharing with you each week. But I just needed some time off, um, and when I share what's going on with my son Jonathan, maybe you'll understand. We just had a lot of changes and a lot of things going on in our family, and I just needed some time off to kind of get refreshed and renewed. And now I'm getting ready to get back at it. So. Let's dig into our episode for today. We're going to be talking about gut health over the next, oh, I don't know how many weeks I'm going to turn this into, but we're going to be talking about the importance of having a good, healthy gut. And I've been learning about gut health over the last several years at least. And it's amazing how God prepares you for something that is coming that you don't know is coming. And I really believe that. All of the information and that I have learned about the importance of gut health and the things that you can do to improve your gut um, really came into, uh, really played an important part in my son's health journey and the decisions that we made. So, just to give you a little background, um, that's kind of what was going on, and now fast forward here last fall. My actually, it's let's just back way up. Let me tell you about Jonathan's birth. My my son is 15 years old. When he was born, I uh, just because I think what he what he went through at birth, I think played a part into what he was dealing with here last year. So when he was well before he was born, my water had actually broken, and I didn't realize it. I was leaking fluids, and I didn't realize it. It was. You know, when you're when you're pregnant, you just think you're hot and sweaty, and it just didn't hit me what was going on. And by the time I realized what it was, I had probably been it had been more than a day, maybe closer to two days. And so I uh, went to the hospital. The doctor wanted me just to go right into the to the hospital get admitted. And I was already running a low-grade fever, which told them I had some infection going on. So they they decided they needed to go ahead and get me induced, and Jonathan needed to be born. And they got me on antibiotics right away. And uh, his birth was kind of a traumatic birth. He, f- I'm not sure exactly why, but. Maybe he was, it's possible he had some infection going on as well. I don't know for sure. And the doctors, uh, they apparently failed to draw blood or something afterwards. Um, But anyway, they uh, started me on antibiotics and induced me so that he could be born. And when he was through the contractions, he was having a really hard time. His heart rate would go way down and not bounce back and uh, I was close to actually having to have a cesarean, but God stepped in and, uh, within a half an hour of when they were said they were going to, they gave me half an hour to, for him to be born. And if not, they were going to take me into surgery and, and take him. He was born. He wasn't breathing when he was born and he had to have, um, they worked on him for a couple minutes, getting him going and getting him breathing. And after that, uh, he seemed to be fine, and, but they did go ahead and get an IV in him right after birth and got him on antibiotics because they felt that there was a good possibility he was exposed to the infection as well. So we all know what, or maybe we don't all know, but antibiotics, while they are necessary sometimes to kill the bad um, infection in our system, they also kill the good bacteria in our bodies as well. And so I don't know if his rough start in life kind of affected his gut health maybe from the very beginning um, when his immune system was just getting started and getting, um, you know, just brand new. I don't know exactly, but, but keeping that in mind, it was probably about eight, seven or eight years ago. Um, hit, Jonathan's health seemed to be fine up until then, he was growing as normal. Everything seemed fine. About seven or eight years ago, our whole family got a really bad flu. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was um, really, really bad from, you know, throwing up in diarrhea. And I mean, the whole family had it and it wiped us out for probably a week. And after that time, when we all got sick, Jonathan said he felt like his stomach something changed in his gut. He felt like um, food that he used to not bother him started bothering him. He would get gassy and bloated. And um, he started having off and on having, you know, diarrhea and different things. He just felt like something was not right after that time of being sick. And whether, you know, whether being sick just kind of tipped his body over the edge, we're not really sure. So with that in mind, that was about, you know, seven years ago. Um, And ever since then, he's had issues, kind of digestive issues. And then about, I'm guessing probably a few years ago, he started having um, some blood in his stool. And that really scared him and it scared me too and we weren't sure exactly what was going on at the time um we took him to the doctor and they uh he thought that he had just had some hemorrhoids or something so we got some you know cream and stuff to take care of that and we thought everything was okay but he continued to have episodes every now and then where he would have noticeable blood in his stool and Then last year, around, let's see, it was his birthday's in November, so it was middle of November, he started having, uh, well, actually before November, he would have, um, like, where he'd run a fever for like a day or two, and then it would go away, just kind of a low grade fever, and he wouldn't have any other symptoms, like he was sick, and that kind of puzzled us, we thought, well, we weren't sure what to think. But, um, then about the middle of November towards the end, well, it was before Thanksgiving. Um, he started having really, really bad pain in the, his lower abdomen where it, it hurt and it hurt to even touch the skin. So it was the day before Thanksgiving and I knew we needed to get him into the doctor. We called our family doctor, got him in and he, uh, immediately sent us to have an MRI, I believe, just to check things out. And what he saw on the MRI, he didn't like and decided to send us, or maybe it was a CAT scan. I can't remember what they did, but anyway, they went ahead and um, sent us directly to a surgeon in uh, another town that has a little bit bigger hospital. And the surgeon um, looked at the tests and stuff and looked at the, at the CAT scan, and he told us that Jonathan was probably gonna need surgery, um, like right away. And what he saw was he saw a perforated bowel. Um, part of his bowel was perforated and it had formed a huge abscess. And um, that was what was, and he, he also had some loose fluids in his abdomen some free floating fluids and stuff in there and he said that needs to be taken care of. So the day before Thanksgiving, um, within an hour of getting to the surgeon's office, Jonathan was being wheeled into surgery and they ended up removing just a small portion, just like maybe a couple of inches, two or three inches maybe from his small intestine, the area that was perforated They removed that and repaired that, and they were able, the surgeon did a really good job and was able to take care of that without, you know, anything major, you know, he didn't have to have, um, anything major that he just was able to repair that small section and close them up and everything. So they, after the, after the surgery, um, the surgeon said they were going to send it off to, um. Well before the surgery, he told us that there was a really good possibility that he could have Crohn's disease, and so then after the surgery, he told us they were um, from what he saw, he was pretty much, uh, you know, confirmed it was Crohn's, and was going to send off the the mass that they took out was going to send that off for analysis to, to confirm the diagnosis. And in the meantime, since he had mentioned Crohn's while Jonathan was you know, recovering from surgery and stuff, I did some research online about Crohn's. I found out that it was an autoimmune disease that was um, caused by inflammation in the gut. And since I already had lots of knowledge about gut health, I knew that there was foods that you eat that cause inflammation. So I, I just assumed probably gluten and dairy and sugar. So the research I did confirmed that. um, Lots of people I'd read about that had Crohn's, they removed those things from their diet because those all cause inflammation. So I knew that was probably where we were going to need to start. So when um, the next time I talked with the doctor, the surgeon, I I brought that up. And I asked him, I said, well, I'm assuming, you know, that he's going to need to be careful what he eats and, you know, avoid... You know, foods that cause inflammation, and he told me. He said, "No, it it doesn't really matter what he eats. He can eat whatever he was eating before." And he said he's probably going to have to go on um, some drugs to 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 treat the the silly or to treat the Crohn's disease because he's so young and. He said, he's going to have to, he's going to have to, and he's got this serious issue. He's going to have to go on drugs and Humira was what was mentioned. So we didn't really know what to think at the time. I was kind of shocked that he told us that he wasn't going to have to go on, or that, that it didn't matter what he ate. That didn't make sense to me because I knew better. And so it ended up that our, our family doctor also, I mean, I kind of brought it up a couple different times, and all the, t- all the time they said, no, it doesn't really matter. So even our family doctor didn't really. Um, he was just pushing us to go meet with a pediatric gastroenterologist in a, a bigger town um, to, go, to go meet with her and get him set up with getting on Humira to treat the Crohn's. And so, um, we knew that we weren't for sure that we wanted to do that, but we weren't sure what else to do. And in the meantime, we uh, did more. I did more research. I did more research on Humira on what it was. I knew it was an immune suppressant drug. I knew that it would um, have lot has lots of nasty side effects, and I just. I just wasn't sure that that was the way we should go, but to appease the doctors, I went ahead and and scheduled the appointment with the uh, gastroenterologist, and I assumed that I could bring this food and diet issues up with her, and that she would be able to direct me maybe on some other ways of treatment, maybe before we would resort to the drugs. So we kept that appointment, it was later that week, we went to that to see that the pediatric gastroenterologist, and she also basically was just pushing him to get on the Humira. And when I asked her about diet, she just kind of brushed it off and, you know, said, "Well, you can," but you know, didn't really make, think like it was that big of a deal. So when we left the doctor's office that day, I was just my heart was sunk because I really felt like they could work with us and try to figure out a a better way to deal with the issues he was having. And I just didn't feel like the, the drugs, the Humira was, was the way we should go. Um, but it was really scary because when you're talking about the health of your own child, it can be very hard and you want to make the right decision. And I didn't want to make a decision that was going to hurt him. I wanted to, to figure out what we can do that would help him. So, I have a friend that's a nurse and in speaking with her and she is very, um, natural health minded and has done a lot, a lot of research on natural, you know, health. And she recommended that we go see a functional doctor and to see what they said, just get another opinion. So we did, there's a a really, really, really amazing uh, clinic. That's not too far from us that we made an appointment with the doctors there to evaluate Jonathan, to look at, you know, what he was going through, to look at his labs and everything to see what's going on. And in meeting with them, they they basically encouraged us that there are lots of things that we can do to help Jonathan heal before we would resort to something like Humira. And so I've, I was so, so encouraged. I think God just answered our prayers and leading us to the right doctors that could help him and to help him in a more natural way. And so they had Jonathan do a bunch of different testing and they did stool testing and some blood work and different things. And through all of those testing, we found out that um, Jonathan had a lot of different infections going on in his intestines along with still having a lot of blood in his stool that maybe wasn't noticeable but it was there um, quite a bit actually and um, he had a lot of infections, really bad infections. I know the one the doctor said that was a really bad one was C. diff. He had that going on, both both different uh, versions of that infection going on in his gut and one thing recently that i read about that in specific infection is that it can cause um, perforated bowel and i thought that's really interesting Um, so anyway we uh because of all of that information they decided to put jonathan on a treatment plan that would include uh, they totally agreed with the diet in fact they they encouraged him to go on a diet that's called the autoimmune protocol diet and Basically it's a it's a pretty strict elimination diet and it's not meant to be on forever. It's just for like over a month or so as you kind of figure out what foods that's causing problems for you. So, but basically we took Jonathan off of gluten altogether and tried to stay away from dairy and sugar as much as possible. And I think we stayed away from some other foods too at the very beginning just to give his gut arrest from anything that would bother it and then kind of slowly try to return some other foods back in. But so we did uh, an elimination type of diet, removed gluten, dairy, and sugar, which is exactly what I had researched and found out and was so happy to find doctors that that agreed and, and said that was the way to go. They also had him go on a, a natural herbal antibiotic that would help kill off those infections. Um, he had to go on it for three months. And it did take care of that. those big infections that were going on. Um, he still has some infections going on in there. So he's on his second round of those antibiotics. But um, the, the really nasty ones are gone. And we're so happy about that. So they put him on an, a natural antibiotic. They also had him get on some good really strong probiotics because you need to, he needs, to, his gut needs to be replenished with the good stuff. And I'm trying to think of what else they had him do. They ha- they gave him some other supplements and I'm not going to go into all the different stuff they gave him, but basically they gave him some other supplements that would help his gut to heal, to help soothe the lining of his intestines, to help he- promote healing. And along with the, you know, the dietary changes as well. And we, we've probably been going to this functional doctor since December. And since Jonathan's surgery is really interesting after uh, Jonathan has had the last year or so has had a really, really bad acne. And when he was in the hospital for surgery and he wasn't eating anything really for like a day or two there, he was basically just eating liquids. Um, his face started clearing up. And then after surgery and after, you know, I just immediately went to taking gluten, dairy, and sugar away from him. Immediately after the hospital and recovering from surgery, um it, it continued to get better. Um the, the acne was lessening and it was seeming to be going away. And so I knew there was something to this. I knew there was something to the diet right from the beginning, even before I went to the functional doctor and, and confirmed, you know, with them. But, but it was interesting that it was almost like after we did those changes, Jonathan's body started to flourish and grow. Because from the date of his surgery up until, you know, when was it? Maybe like in February or March, he had gained like 20 pounds in that time and it was like his body was being held back. I mean, he wasn't, all of that inflammation in there was not allowing his gut to absorb the nutrients that his body needed to grow. And once we got this diet thing figured out and got some of those infections, you know, under control and things taken care of, his body just started to grow and get stronger. And it's just been amazing to see And uh, to see how it all works, and to see how God made our bodies, to to heal. And I know not everybody is able to heal from something like Crohn's by just doing the dietary changes and some of the supplements and things. I know there's times when the when the medication, the drugs, the Humira. I know there's times when those are necessary. But I just wanted to share. I wanted to share Jonathan's story, kind of at leading into this series on gut health because I think too many times our regular family doctors really are not educated in this area. Gut health is something that's, I think, fairly new. I think it's making its way into mainstream medical care, but it has a long way to go. And your medical doctor most likely will not understand the connection between your gut health and other health issues that you have. And so there is a lot of focus today in the natural health realm on improving your gut health. And there are some different things that we're going to be talking about over the next weeks, things that you can do to help improve the health of your gut. But I'm just so thankful. I'm thankful for the doctors that will, you know, take a stand and that will talk about these things and will help their patients to try to heal from these things in a more natural way without... You know, that Humera is a really, you know, it's immune suppressant. So I, I'm afraid to think about what would have happened if if we would have gone ahead with their plan. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that his diet probably would never have been addressed. He would have probably, I mean, I probably wouldn't have let him. But if if a parent doesn't know as much as I did about gut health, they probably would have done whatever the doctor said. The doctor said that he can eat whatever he wants. So he probably would have continued to eat all the gluten and the milk and all the sugar and all that that he was eating before. Then he would have had this humera, an immune suppressant drug, which suppresses the immune system because when you have something like Crohn's and you have all that inflammation, the inflammation is like making your immune system hyperactive. So they give you the Humira to calm down or suppress your immune system so it is not attacking itself and causing so much problems. And so I'm afraid to think what would have happened if he had all that infection going on that wasn't being addressed. He gets on Humira, which suppresses his immune system, whatever he has left of it, that his body would not have been able to fight you know those infections at all going on in there and it could have really been a really bad a really bad situation so I just want to um, in this series I want to I don't want to bash our medical doctors because a lot of it is just they don't know they've not been trained in this area and so that's why it's so important as parents that we follow our gut that we you know our gut instinct that we seek out some second opinions, and not just jump on the bandwagon of giving them drugs, unless it's absolutely necessary. Um, It's just not worth all the side effects that can happen from the drugs. And to me, I knew there was something that was causing his issues. And it all to me it all, it kind of lined up back to his gut, his gut health. And I really feel like with his rough start in life, that he had probably some issues from the beginning. And as you know, just up until like seven or eight years ago, when we had that really bad illness that went through the family, I think maybe that's tipped his gut health over the edge. And at that point, his he started having issues. And then it just got worse and worse and worse to the point of where the perforated bowel happened. So I am hoping that this series will be encouraging to you. Whether you know of somebody who has Crohn's or irritable irritable bowel or ulcerative colitis, all of those things are are kind of, they're all related to gut health. And there are definitely things that you can do. And I, I do wanna note that I am not a doctor, I cannot diagnose or tell you what to do to treat illnesses. I'm just sharing our family's story and what happened with my son and, and hoping that I can encourage you to do your research, to get second opinions, to find a good functional doctor that can guide you through and to, um, to kind of help you through some of these things and trying to address the, the problem. Instead of just putting a band-aid on the symptoms, find out what is causing You know, it didn't make sense to me to put him on an immune suppressant drug without trying to figure out what was causing that inflammation to start with. And why can't we figure that out and address that issue first, and then see where he where he stands. So anyway, that is kind of Jonathan's story. So far, again, he is still, um, He's doing doing really well. He's still on his second round of antibiotics and kind of been kind of bouncing him around with different probiotics. Some of the things I'm going to be talking about, I guess, let me just touch on some of these things. And we have not done all of these. I've tried to do some, but some of the things that you can do to help your gut health, a big one is to reduce toxins in your home. And I think a lot of times we don't realize how many toxins that we that we breathe, that we put on our skin, you know, everything from our personal care products to cleaning products, to air fresheners and things that we breathe. There's, there's some things that we can do. I know it's, it's very overwhelming thinking about changing everything, but we're just going to kind of look at some of these things and try to find some easy ways that you can fix or replace with, uh, things in our lives that are less toxic and they won't harm you. So there's reducing toxins, There's the dietary changes, like I've already talked about, you know, taking away gluten, dairy, sugar, and you may not have to totally do away with gluten and dairy and sugar. But um, I know someone who has Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, more than likely you will have to do away with gluten altogether. And I know Jonathan does. When they did the testing, he actually found he's got a sensitivity to gluten when they did the testing. So he's pretty much going to have to stay gluten-free the rest of his life. But some of the other areas, you know, you can kind of, it's going to be different for every person. So, uh, but anyway, so there's the dietary changes, reducing toxins. There's also the area of fermented vegetables. Now I've done some of this and it's something I want to do more of, and I'm going to be sharing some really neat resources that you can use. But basically when you ferment vegetables, it, it increases the, the, the good bacteria and stuff in the vegetables. It increases the nutritional value and it gives your body uh, good bacteria in, that goes into your intestines and helps your intestines be healthy. Uh, so it's, it's kind of, I'm learning this right along with you guys, but uh, that's something that making fermented vegetables is something you can do. Also, uh, making kombucha or kefir. I am actually making kombucha again. I made some a long, long time ago, but I've started making kombucha. Now my, my son, Jonathan, does not really care for it, just plain, so sometimes I sneak it in with some juice or I put it in a, a smoothie or something for him um, just to try to get him some different kinds of you know, probiotics in that drink that will help him. So we're gonna be going into you know, making kombucha, and let's see what else. Taking a good probiotic, that's something that, again, if you go to a good functional doctor, they can help you figure out, you know, what you need to take and for how long. Because I know with probiotics, it's something that, you know, you do have to kind of be careful with that too, that you don't overdo it. So that is something. So we're going to be looking at all of these different areas over the next few weeks, just to help you. Even if you don't have a gut issue, even if you just have issues where maybe you're bloated some days or, you know, you knew you ate something that that bothered you, those are all warning signs that your body's trying to tell you that you need to stay away from those things. Um, And you want to listen to your body and not let it get to the point where you have a problem like Jonathan did. And so... I'm really looking forward to this series. I'm looking forward to sharing what I have learned in some of these areas. And I'm still learning, so I know I have a lot yet to learn. But I'm looking forward to sharing some of the resources that I've used and that I've found over the past months as I've helped Jonathan through his process of healing. And um, I'm just looking forward to sharing that with you. And I hope that this will encourage you. Again, I do not want to take, I don't want you to take this that I'm. I'm bashing the doctors because I know it's not their fault, Um, but it it is frustrating sometimes when you feel like you know more from your research than the doctors do. And unfortunately with the internet, we have so much information at our fingertips and we have the ability as parents to do that research to find out for ourselves what we feel, you know, is the best option, and then seeking out doctors that can help you. So I just want to encourage you, and hopefully that you can follow along in the next few weeks as I cover some of these topics. And hopefully if you are struggling with some of these things, or, or you know someone who is, that they can be encouraged as well to not give up, to not immediately jump to using drugs, unless it's absolutely necessary but look for ways that you can get to the root of the problem and hopefully you can be on your way to healing as well. So I want to thank you for joining me here at the Intentional Home Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Intentional Home Podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. For more information about my podcast and to see the show notes with links to all the resources that I mentioned in the episodes, just go to sherrygram.com forward slash podcast.